Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another uh, high fire, ridiculous, redonkulous, uh, lavaristic, futuristic, uh, blastoise, Mewtwo, etc. What's up, y'all? Uh, thank y'all for checking in. Another fantastic episode of the Audible Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of things going on today. Not a lot of things going on today, but I have a couple, uh, couple talks. You know, a couple, a uh, common sense talks. You know, I've been going on uh, over the past couple weeks and keep reiterating, reiterating uh, as far as NFL, NFL, uh, NFL, NBA on uh, why these franchises stay. You know, as terrible as they stay, and also um, the lack of, of 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 urgency. You know, you know, so. Let's start off in the NFL, right? So, and to me, this is not even a, an, an opinion. This is not something that's arguable, right? If you say top five quarterbacks right now, Deshaun Watson is one of those quarterbacks, right? Easily, it's without a doubt, um, it's unmistakable. He's better than one of the quarterbacks that is currently in the Super Bowl right now. Um, and he is better than... Every quarterback that made the playoffs, except for two of them, he's probably the after Pat and Rogers. I would say Sean is probably. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think in my head. I'm trying to go through everything. Actually, let me bring up the NFL standards. I want to be. I want to be clear when I'm saying this because I, I. I think I'm already uh, correcting, and in my thoughts right now. So. Uh, what I'm saying is Deshaun. Sean Watson's the top three quarterback, uh, correct? All right, so in his own division, it's absolutely he's number one. And AFC North, he's better than everybody in AFC North. AFC West, only Patty. Uh, AFC East, you could say maybe Josh Allen, but I'm not saying Josh Allen. Um, nobody in the NFC East. Uh, NFC West, you could say Russ. Um, Russ got Russ got tenure. They didn't they didn't end the season off great. Um, even though they was twelve and four, but they didn't end the season off great. They had a bad road record. Um, well, they didn't end the season off offensively great. Uh, they ended the season off more average, which Seattle is usually not average. But we're gonna stop going to that. We'll get into that later. Uh, NFC North, uh, Rogers. NFC South, no, nobody. Right. So, <clears throat> and just to be clear. You know, so that means that pretty much, I mean, how many, um, how many teams are there, right? So, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, um, 28, 32. So, we got 32 teams, right? Besides the Bills and... The Ravens and the Browns will all have their quarterback, right? The Titans already have their quarterback, even though, you know, easily they would take Deshaun, but, you know, they're already situated. The The Bengals already have their quarterback. The Browns have a quarterback. I don't know if they already have their quarterback. Um, The Ravens have their quarterback. Uh, Buffalo has their quarterback. Um, The Cowboys do not have a quarterback, and Dak is out there. We gonna, I'm going to put Dak on that list, too, because... Um, Dak is a fucking monster. Dak is a top five. Uh, 
uh, quarterback as well. Um, the Rams just got theirs. Um, the Lions still need one, even though they got golf. They still need one. One and seven at home. That's fucking terrible. Um, Bears, Saints, Bucks, uh, Panthers have a quarterback, but you know Deshaun is better. Falcons have a quarterback, but Deshaun is better. So essentially, what the fuck are like the Vikings doing? Do the Vikings really think they need the next three years worth of picks, first rounders? Is Thielen, Jefferson, Delvin Cook, and Deshaun not enough? Because I think it's enough for Kirk Cousins to go 7-9. and nine. It's enough for Deshaun Washington to go 12-4. and four. The defense is abysmal, uh, so I'll take that down to 13-3. But um, you're in a mediocre division and a mediocre conference. Um, uh, I, I'm more to show Deshaun could... Cause he's easily flourishing that system, you know. the The point I want to get to is, where's the urgency from teams that don't have a fucking quarterback? You know, I I know you know the the NFL rumors don't really come out. You know, really, uh, the NFL trade rumors are not like as fluid as like NBA, right? It's not the same culture. Like, oh, we think he can go here. We think he can go here. But it's starting to get that way. We're starting to figure out that, you know. Uh, anybody can kind of end up anywhere. We just see Matt Stafford is on the Rams now, right? Right? He, he's been with the Lions for I don't know how many years, and all of a sudden he's on the Rams. Like, the Rams had no – there's no indication that that was going to happen, right? So that's what I mean. You know, if it was kind of thrown out there as a rumor and then it was confirmed, then we can get into the into that into that kind of build, into that situation where we can say the NFL trade um, – the trade rumor mill um, is as fluid as the NBA, right? It, we got a new trade for the NBA every single day. You know, we can – three days ago, Russ was going to be traded. Uh, Bradley Beal was going to be traded. Then they beat the Nets, uh, who was terrible at defense, while the Wizards are also terrible at defense and terrible at everything in general. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, there's no more trade Russ rumors. Even I think the, trades, the trade Russ stuff is kind of uh, crazy. Uh, because the Wizards are fucking trash anyway. We're going back to football. Um, What are the Bears doing? What are the Vikings doing? What are the Falcons doing? 49ers. Um, the Giants. Uh, Washington. Like, I, well, I want to say Washington because I've seen the rumor with Washington. I think Washington may be the, the people that actually uh, come and do it and, and get the trade done. And I think it's going to be out of a sense of absolute desperation, and which which is a good thing. It's it's not a bad thing. And it's because they want to show face, right? The reason they changed the name and just left for that football team, um, sarcastically, they left for that football team. It's just because people were complaining about it. And the owner is a piece of shit. Um, and there's all kind of rumors and sexual assault rumors. And I don't really know, really know the details of it. Um, but in my estimation, if you are in the middle of rumors that is sexual assault or anything in that realm, 
Um, if there are multiple rumors, you know, four or five, uh, you probably did one of them motherfuckers. Uh, but, but you know, off that, I don't really know the details of what's going on. Uh, but but Senators just tell me uh, we got a piece of shit. Another piece of shit that owns a, a, a NFL team, which is which is part of course. You know, the, the ball is not the ball is not very high on uh, on NFL owners uh, owners in general. But with Washington, um, they had a, a, a as bad as a quarterback situation as you can possibly have. You know, the fact that they stood for sixteen NFL games and decided. To not even bother trading for a picking up a decent quarterback for 16 games, 16 weeks, a total of 17 weeks. They get off, see, they get off week. 17 weeks, that is four months. They went four months with Alex Smith, Haskins, and Heineke. Now, unless they wanted to just go the whole season, they were going to regroup and come back and, oh, we're going to do this in offseason, maybe we'll pick up a quarterback in offseason. I doubt it. Because Washington's never had a quarterback. The best quarterback in, in Washington history is let's move on. So, you know, the the teams would – I just don't see this sense of urgency. You know what I'm saying? Like the Jets, it's easy for the Jets to to trade three years uh, worth the picks because the Jets are fucking trash. They're, they're trash every year, um, and they're again at the bottom of the division. So if you've been trash for the last three years, you know, and you just let a a, a star safety go for nothing just because you trash. He left because y'all trash, and and Adams is like year two. Like this nigga. It, he didn't even play like he didn't even play in the NFL like that. You know, if this is the JJ Watt situation where you got eight, nine, eleven years in the NFL and you get up out of there, I could see them trading you. Make a face Patrick being traded from the Dolphins in like a rookie year? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? What? You ain't going nowhere. And then last year, and I could have said this last uh, podcast, but it's just so egregious. They have the most turnovers. They forced the most turnovers this year. What if you fucking had Mika Fitzpatrick? So the sense of urgency, you know, the the lack of it, the lack of aggression, uh, the lack of rumors that I'm seeing for people that want to jump in the boat. You know, if I was if I was the Jets, I'm gonna call Adam Shaft and say, "Yo, we in," just to let these other teams know. That we in. Put us out there. Put up. Put it out there to our fan base. Let them know that we working. Because we the Jets and we never fucking working. So the least you can do, you know, I always tell this to people, you know, that are not that are just, you know, um, I I don't know what to call them. I don't want to. I don't want to insult. Uh, I don't want to insult because I don't think it. You know, I I tell it to people that's not that's not dummies. I was gonna say dummies. Uh, stupid motherfuckers, but you know, sometimes you just gotta play your role, man. Like play your, play your position, but also put enough out there to p- let people know that you you doing your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
be on point. Be attentive. If you don't do your job, at least make it fucking look like you do your job. Like, you know, I, I used to work retail, and I would see people just standing around. People get in trouble. Hey, why are you just standing around? Hey, man, they always mess with me. Dog, just look like you working. <laughs> Nobody messes with the person that's working. Fr- like, just look like you working. Nigga, just fake like you fronting up the the macaroni or the or the black beans on the shelf. Just fake like you straighten up the back shelf. At least give that much effort. At least give that much effort to where you eat you faking. Faking is effort to somebody that don't know the difference. So, Jets, um, Broncos, Raiders, uh, and all these NFL teams. Just fucking fake it. Just act like you're going after Deshaun, even though you you, you know you're probably not. You don't want to give three years worth of picks, even though your last thirteen years worth of picks didn't pan out, or you didn't treat them right, or they just went somewhere else, or you traded them, or your last twenty three years worth of picks didn't didn't pan out, uh, because of the exact same reasons, you know. And I I just think it don't it, it just don't make sense. This is a top. Three quarterback, top three to four quarterback, and he in like in his fourth year. If you can get him for double the, if you can get it for another four years, and his career is over, I would take those fucking four years. If he if he retire at year eight, which great quarterbacks usually don't do. So at the very least, you treat him right, though. You get another eight years out of this man. You know that type of quarterback karma sits around? Like, people don't understand this. Look at the Packers. Whenever the Packers ever needed a quarterback. That's the one thing they have never needed since, like, 1993. Think about that. Now, that may be a little luck. But also, that's not luck either. That's, that's, that's just making sure you, you got the right positions. And you bringing in the right people. And Rodgers didn't even get taught by Favre. He's just the truth. He's just the truth. Imagine that. Not it, all y'all NFL fans, because I know all of us. Uh, it's all of us. If you're not a Packers fan, it's I can't. I don't even want to look through the teams to see. You know, maybe like the Patriots. The last twenty years, they never had to deal with a quarterback. Uh, you know, quarterback situation until this year, dog. The pay, the Packers have like Brett Favre got traded down like ninety three ninety four. Imagine that. Imagine having a quarterback for your favorite team for the last twenty six years. That's pretty much our life. That's most of our lives. The least these teams can do can put the extra foot forward, get Deshaun in, sign some fucking free agents. If you already got wide receivers, it don't matter. If you already got wide receivers, the Vikings, you got two of them. You got two of the top ten receivers in the league, and one of them just came off their rookie season. So at the very least, you got him and Deshaun. That's at the very least, you got them two. Fix your defense. Get up on it. And I want to use that, that, that same type of logic. You know, when it comes to the NBA as well, right? So, the NBA, you know, as we know, the front office stuff, it's just a lot different, right? The, the players are a lot more 
you know, in control and, 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 and in tune with each other and what they want to do, right? It, it's a lot of the, you know, the, the AAU systems, a lot of these cats grew up together. They played together. Um, they went to the same high schools. You know, they may have gone to the same college for one year together. Um, they, they've just been knowing each other. So it's a little bit more of a bond. Uh, for instance, like uh, Westbrook and Harden, uh, I don't know their backstories, but I'm assuming they've probably been playing basketball with and against each other since they were like 15, 16 years old. And even if you don't know the person personally, if I've been seeing you since I'm 15, 16 years old, and now we're like 26, 27, we got a bond. No matter what, no matter if I even know you, like if I even know your mama we still got a bond you know what i'm saying you know so the so that's a little different when it comes to that a lot of the football recruitments um you know it's pretty much from the same states a lot of these cats still know each other it's, it's kind of the same way um but there's such a disparity in colleges and you know where what cats end up what the great players end up from um, and, and basketball, if you think about it, yeah, I'm trying to like think about it. How many great players come from, you know, these bullshit bumblefuck colleges, right? Nah, I don't want to call them bullshit bumblefuck colleges, but colleges that can win, but still like Gonzaga, for instance, right? We see Gonzaga, and, and, you know, consistently. They in the tournament. They're going for the tournament. You know, I don't. You know, I watch college basketball a lot. But every time Final Four come around, I see Gonzaga. I see Butler. I see all these type of colleges. But who comes from Gonzaga, really? Right? They come from Kentucky. They come from Duke. They come from North Carolina. Right? We'll get these other cats like you know, um, uh, uh, Tim Duncan came from uh, Wake Forest. I believe uh, Chris Paul came from Wake Forest as well. Um, Wake Forest in basketball in the in the nineties and two thousands, different type of beast. They they were really producing some people. So you get a lot of uh, productive role players. But I mean, as far as stars, uh, it just seems like in football they come from anywhere. Like Sean from Clemson, um, Ben Roethlisberger is from Miami of Ohio. And Roger, I don't even know where he played college. Uh, Tom Brady didn't even start in college. So it, you know, it's just things are, are, are set up different from the root to me. Um so when you get into the NBA, when you get into it, when you get to the trade room, it's also you know, why don't I won't say why do they go for it? Cuz you see some teams that go for it. But why won't more teams just react like for for instance Toronto did, right? So for years we've always seen teams that were scared to just go for go for a high level free agent because maybe it was the last year, maybe they only had 2 years on their contract and they just didn't want to take the take the chance right and we even see that now there's a lot of teams that can make a trade that can put them in the right places the the nets just made that trade right but the nets made that trade for a little bit of a a, a long-term thing i think they make they think they'll get three years out of out of them three at the very least that's what the contracts say at least two or three years they'll get out of them um but toronto really took a chance right you had a team that was peaking that was right there. Their nose is out of the water. At the very least, their nose is out of the water. Um, and then when LeBron leaves, then y- your lips come out of the water too. Just a little bit. Your chin's still in there. Your chin's your chin is bobbling in it's out of the water. But at least you you know. Look, I have the chance. LeBron is gone. Let's make this trade. Let's get Kawhi in here. Let's give up our star player. You know, we haven't gone anywhere. It takes a lot of nuts. It takes a lot of 
testicular fortitude to trade the hometown hero. He's not hometown, but the basketball hero. Toronto, you know, they ain't no fucking basketball anyway. So the Rose and Lowry are all the hometown heroes. It's like it's, it, you know, I thought basketball was illegal in Canada until NBA came out there. Um, and they took a chance. And they bought Kawhi in. And they won an NBA championship dog like this is so crazy to me two years ago toronto won the finals two 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 because they just decided to take the fucking chance like we see this about boston every year every single year since oh my god since since KG was around, dog, this is like 10 years, 11 years. Boston is in trade rumors every single year. Mid-season, they're in trade rumors. Off-season, they're in trade rumors. They never make trades mid-season. Go back and look through mid-season. They do not make trades mid-season. They're in the midst of trades. Maybe they're in trade talks, but they never make trades mid-season. They make the off-season trade. They made the terrible IT, IT trade, um, which I thought was much like this... Uh, this uh oh man, who else, who else got traded injured? Uh Westbrook. Westbrook got traded injured. The Rockets traded this man injured. As soon as he got to the Wizards, he played one game. He had to sit. He had a quad injury. He's still hurt right now. Like uh Levert. Levert just got traded for Brooklyn. Now uh, of course they didn't know that. You know, it was just a mass on his kidney. Excuse me, he was a master on his kidney, and I believe he already had the procedure to get it done. Uh, so shout out to him, but you know, you know these players get traded, hurt. I like get to me that it just don't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even you know, and, and Toronto took that chance too. They bought in Kawhi, and Kawhi was limping throughout the whole playoffs. You know, if y'all remember that, you know, and that's what make the the Kawhi run, the playoff run was so. Good to me. I think it was a top, you know, a top five playoff run for for individual, just an individual player, just the effort that it took because we literally saw him limping in the game, and we saw in that Philly series where nobody wanted to shoot the ball except Kawhi. Like every everybody was just shook. I, was it maybe like game six? It could have been game six or seven. Uh, I guess Philly. I actually think it was the whole series. Uh, everybody was just shook. So, you know, I just think, um, I don't know. I don't think these NBA teams show enough aggression for me. I think they're fine with just making the money from our dumbasses with ticket sales and jersey sales. You know, there, there's no reason that the, the Timberwolves should be around. There's no reason that the Bengals uh, should still be around under the same ownership, right? If this was actually a, a competitive thing and not just a business um you know, I understand it's a business as well. So everything's floats. So every, everything is a business. Um, but if these were legitimate um, businesses and not just, you know, cash fountains, cash trees, um, and a lot of these franchises wouldn't exist. And a lot of owners should be pushed out. And uh, to be quite honest, I, you know, it, it's bad enough being a Pelicans fan. I, I couldn't imagine being a Timberwolves, a Timberwolves fan where you don't even know joy. You don't even know happiness. If you in Minnesota, what do you got to root for? If you in Cincinnati, what you got to root for? 
If you're in New York, I don't even know. I don't. I, I, I mean, the Knicks. Like, what are you rooting for? You know what I'm saying? So, I think a lot of that go around. Um, I think a lot of the the, the media stuff is just uh, it, it's changed everything. So, you know, uh, Steph is about to get uh, the three point record. Not about to get. He's like 400 away from uh, Ray Allen. So he probably gets it another uh, maybe season and a half or so. Um, but I was thinking about you know we we never hear about there's no active players besides Steph. LeBron is you know LeBron is a little bit of an anomaly. 2003 is a long fucking time ago. Let's just say from a Cavs drafted in like Steph era, like 07, 08, 09, um, around that time. I don't really see none of these cats like trying to get NBA records. Like, is it? Let's go. Let's look up the NBA records on uh, on Mick Mick Googly right here. What time NBA records, right? So, like, when we go to points, uh, I'm going to do the thing to look up active players, right? So, active players and points. Uh, obviously, it's LeBron, right? 34,792. Uh, the second is Carmelo with 26,000. Uh, and third is Durant, right? So, the difference between these is, first of all, Durant has had maybe two or three Seasons where he didn't play? At least, shit, like three and a half, right? All right, so the, the very first season, well, he didn't play at all last year. Yeah, 1920, so he didn't play at all in 1920. And he didn't play, it was one OKC, yeah, he didn't play, like, most of the season. Yeah, right here, 14, 15, he played 27 games, right? So for the most part, besides missing a uh, missing an entire fucking season, and that let's say he didn't have like two hundred games off, two hundred by one sixty, one eighty, right? It's probably more than that. It's probably two hundred because between all the, the knickknack stuff, right? So and then you got Harden actually at twenty nine thousand. So the difference is with these. Uh, LeBron has played 1,300 games, basically. Carmelo's played 1,100 games. Durant's played 865, and Harden has played 850. So Harden is about 2,000 points away from Durant, and he's about 16 games back from Durant. Um, that's just mostly from Iron Man stuff. Harden plays all the time. Like I said, he hasn't hit been hit with any fucking catastrophic injury. And also the surprising thing is Westbrook has also played more games. Um... Then both of them, I think Westbrook has an extra year on Harden. Um, but Westbrook has played 889 games, and he's fifth on the active list. Um, oh, no, no. Wait. Yeah, he's he's fifth on the active list for points with 20,000. So these, these are the active lists. And actually, I'll go down the top 10. Number six is Lamarcus Aldridge, if you're surprised. Uh, 19,853 points. Number seven, Chris Paul. Number eight, Dwight Howard. Number nine, Steph Curry with 16,000. And to round that off, number 10 um, is uh, DeMar DeRozan with 16,806 in games. And the thing about DeMar DeRozan, he don't, you know, he's not as prolific of a scorer as uh, Harden is. He's played 10 less games than Harden, and he's about 5,000 points. Um, 
back from Harden, which is uh, which is a lot. Number eleven, we we'll go straight to number eleven, just because we'll stop at that. Rudy Gay, uh, number eleven active players and points, um, or fifteen thousand. No, uh, I'm sorry, sixteen thousand four and eighteen points. He's played nine hundred and sixty seven games. You know, of course, most of that, you know, is is, is a role playing role, and um. One more, Paul Millsap at number 14 with 14,000 points. Who actually has more points than Kyle Lowry, uh, which is very surprising uh, at that, right? So uh, let me take off the active player. Listen, when I'm going to points. So so Durant's number three out of active players at 23,000. Goes to 27, Right, twenty three thousand four hundred thirty five. Uh, he has three hundred points to pass up Barkley, and he's actually played about two hundred games less than Barkley, which is crazy. But that just goes to show you what kind of uh, what kind of scorer um, Durant is. But also, if you look at rebounds, I'm sure that's not close between Barkley's rebounds and where is it? Barkley's rebounds. Yeah, Barkley got about twenty six hundred more rebounds on him, and about. No, he got more than that. Jesus. I'm sorry. Barkley got like 8,000 more rebounds. What am I looking at next to? Defensive rebounds is what I was looking at. Barkley has about 8,000 more rebounds than uh, KD. Um, So, uh, that's the, you know, the slight point difference. You know, he, he has 200 less games played but and 200 less points. But he's also down 8,000 rebounds uh, to Barkley. I figured that was the case. That's one. I wanted to show that difference, but. You know, uh, KD at 23,000. Uh, like I said, he's number 27, 865 games. Um, most of the people in the, the real top 15 all have over 1,000 games. Um, and he's close to being double back from, from most of that, right? So, you know, a lot of this can be surprising because we automatically anoint KD as like the best scorer of all time just because we look at potential, right? And, and I, I always have to tell people, you know, it's a difference between potentially what somebody can do and what the stat sheets say right now like we can say kd is the best scorer of all time because he's seven foot he can do everything you could say he's one of the best players of all time um because we know he can play defense we know he's a prolific shot blocker if he wanted to um be at all times but he's not ready to undergo like that but i know he can because he actually goes for blocks when you get when you see people get boomed on, when people get boomed on, you gonna get boomed on when you actually going for blocks. Giannis get boomed on all the time, but he also got a lot of blocks. That's why he's defensive player of the year. Durant has got boomed on. Terry Rozier turned Durant into turtle pace, but you gonna get boomed on when it's like that. Lonzo Mourning, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, Mutombo got boomed on. Lonzo Mourning got boomed on. Just cause they they go for the block. That's just how it is. That's you know you play the game. Uh, you're going to get burned, you know, at, at some point. Um, but we always think of him as, as a super prolific uh, explorer, uh, not explorer, uh, fucking Dora, scorer. Um, but for instance, he's 200 games back from Oscar Robinson, and he's 23,000, 20,000 points difference between 200 games. He played 843, Oscar Robinson's at 1,040. And there's a 20,000-point difference. You know, and, and and this is the stuff we're talking about, right? When we talk about um, these these older players that played a lot of games, they played a lot of minutes, um, 
but they also scored a lot of fucking points. Like, this is a disrespect that the Oscar Robertson gets. So, let me look at Oscar Robertson's assists, right? Oscar Robertson has 9,800 assists. That's 10,000 assists, son. And Durant has 3,500. Oscar Robertson has... So I'm going to scroll here. If I'm sorry, if I'm sound remedial in this one. Oscar Robertson has 7,800 rebounds. And Kevin Durant has... six thousand, sixty one hundred. 6,100. With a 200 game difference. So, you know, these, these stats are... I'm really surprised at how these stats are, to, to be quite honest with you. Um... Huh. I'm kind of tripped out. Like, no, Oscar Robinson don't have. Oh my God, I'm looking at minutes. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Forty three thousand. Uh, forty three thousand would be the record. Oh my God, I'm sorry. He has twenty six thousand points. Um, and Kevin Durant has, has twenty three thousand points. So that's that's pretty usual. So he's three thousand points behind. Um, Will Chamberlain is thirty one thousand points. And he's played about 200 games more. Uh, he has about 8,000 more points than, than Durant. Um, Kareem just played 1,500 games. You know, so, like, Kareem has played 1,560 games. And Dirk has played 1,522 games. And there's still a 7,000-point difference in between the two, which is pretty wild. And I'm saying all this, and this is just points. I don't want to uh, go through every single last stat. I'm saying all this because I I don't really get the feeling that a lot of cats are going for, like, the record. Like, you really, do you, do people want the rebounding title anymore? Like, do people want to be robbing in the paint? Like, you know, Robin can get 20 rebounds. I get 20 rebounds, too. It feels like we don't have that many prolific uh, rebounds anymore. There's Capella, there's Drummond, uh, there's Sabonis, um, uh, and B can definitely rebound. Um, um, and, and there's, there's, there's a lot more. There's a lot more, but it, it doesn't feel like we have as... It doesn't feel like we even talk about NBA records anymore. That's, you know, that's, that's my long-winded point is. We, we just talk about championships and this is a, this is gonna be a hot take. And it's, at what point will the championship rings become like a a diluted point? You know, I think it's already a diluted point. Um, but for instance, right, last year's finals, the Lakers won the finals. Really weird season, Ye- weird year, weird everything. Um, in life, uh, about last year, everything was weird. Uh, the the Warriors rings, we we already forgot about Toronto ring. Like, so is, is this a thing? Is this a thing where people just win the finals? Like, oh, I got that out the way. Let me just you know, bam. Let me just go on something else. Like, do Cats want records? Do you want the points record? Do you want the the rebounding record? Do you want the assist record? Like, uh, even per season, like uh, Russ getting a triple double thing, that's a big deal. You average triple double two years in straight. Uh, two years, three years straight. That's a, to me, that's a big deal. Um, assists. I don't think anybody is going to ever get assists. Um, and actually, let's look at assists. Uh, all the time, I know nobody is close. 
right? Yeah, so the top five is not even active players. Top five is Stockton, J.K., Nash, Mark Jackson, and Magic, right? So, and Stockton is fifteen hundred, basically sixteen, not fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand. Um, I'm off with math today. Jesus Christ, am I uh, remedial in this motherfucker? Uh, fifteen thousand eight hundred and six assists. Um, J. Kidd is twelve thousand and ninety-one assists, basically sixteen thousand and basically thirteen thousand. So, you know, that's a there's a two to three thousand, twenty-five hundred, three thousand uh, assist difference between. Stockton and the dude that's been retired for like six years. You know what I'm saying? Like Nash has been out for a while too. Mark Jackson's been retired forever. Magic's been retired forever. Um Oscar Robinson forever. Chris Paul is the first active player at number seven. LeBron is at uh number eight. What's the difference between LeBron and Chris Paul? And assists. It's not that far off. Three hundred. Three hundred. It's not that far off. LeBron has played two hundred more games. Um, it's not that far. Let's look at active players. Chris Paul, LeBron, Westbrook, Rondo, Lowry, Harden is up there already. Harden is fifty four hundred assists. Kyle Lowry is fifty seven hundred, and Harden has played about a hundred less games. So, uh, we can expect Harden to pass up Kyle Lowry real soon and and assist. He's already passed him about eight thousand on points. He's already passed him up on rebounds. Andre Godawa, you can, and this is what I'm saying. Like, Andre Godawa is number eight in active assist players. Andre Godawa hasn't like been a assist man in years, in years, and it may be a games played thing too. He's at he has a. 1,100 games played. Mike Conley's number 9. Steph Curry's number 10. Drew Holiday. Jeff T. Like, I don't know. I would say, uh, I'm looking at Melo having more assists than DeRozan. But there's a full 100 game difference. So, you know, I'm not going to put him. Put it past this. One thing, I, uh, which is not surprising at all, is that Lou Williams has more assists than um, Carmelo, which is uh, hilarious. And and actually, uh, this is one of the things about Melo. Melo don't throw assists. Obviously, he's number twenty-one out of active players, uh, and he's been playing. And he has look, he has eleven hundred and forty games, and he's number twenty-one. On active players. Drew Holiday, Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio, Drogic, Kimba has more assists than Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo's been in the league since fucking 2003. And Kimba Walker has more assists than this dude. And he has half the games and more total assists by like 400. <laughs> Like, it, it, this Melo, is it just, has he just never passed the ball at all before, ever? I remember reading a stat, um, and this is a long time ago, that uh, Noah had more triple-doubles than Melo with, like, two. You know, it was one season that Noah had more, more Noah had more, 
plus five assist games than Carmelo did in like the 2012 uh, season or something like that. 2012 or 14, whatever one that was. Uh, I, I just that stat always stuck with me. I was like, damn, Melo really just don't uh, he just don't pass the ball like that. And um, I don't know. And what does that get you? You know, looking at Melo's stats, obviously forty thousand points gets you a lot, but. I mean, 3,200 assists, 21 active players. It's kind of crazy to me. That's kind of crazy that Eric Bledsoe is 100 points behind, 100 assists behind Melo with half the games played. Kyrie has 100 less assists than Carmelo, and he's played 542 games. Even now. Hold up. Portland just played uh, Bucks. Carmelo Anthony. One assist. 18 minutes. Six points. Two rebounds. Okay. CJ's been out. Nasir Little had 30 points, right? So, if Nasir Little is putting up 30, Melo putting up 60, that means it's time one to go. They play the same position. So, that means it's time for one to go. This is probably Melo's last, last season. Um, what are you doing? Like, so, you're not playing defense. That's obvious. He's, he's never played defense. But, you know, that's not a uh, – I'm not going at his rack. But he's never played defense. It's just, uh, just factual information. He's an average – rebounder um in terms of well he's not an average rebounder he's an average rebounder for his tier his tier of points just 40,000 fucking points not 40,000 points he has 23,000 points I'm sorry 20,000 points I keep looking at minutes it's right next to you he has 26,000 points jeez Louise he has 26,000 points um where the fucking assist? Like, should I be surprised at this? Hold up, let's. Am I this surprised at this? I want to look at fucking per thirty six minutes or per one hundred possessions, please. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Three assists. 2.9 assists in his career. The most assists he's ever averaged was in Denver. No, the Knicks. 15-16 season. 4.2 assists. Everything else is, is two and three. I don't know, man. I don't know about Melo, man. I don't know about Melo, man. Let's go back to... uh, Man, so LeBron is number eight on the assist list. You know, I I wanted to bring that up and, and bring up all this you know, stats. I didn't know I was going to get this... Uh, fucking amazed at Melo not doing any... Not throwing any assists at all, but... 
you know, the, the fact that it doesn't seem like, man, I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm going to be very disrespectful. It doesn't seem like a lot of these dudes want to compete with each other. Like, what is it, what is it, is it about? Easy for me to say. What is it about? You know, is it about um, playing with your friends? Because the Nets have completely gutted their team. Um, and they were already really, really bad defensively before they made the trade for Harden. Uh, now they are legendarily bad uh, defensively. And they're giving up 140 points um, a game. And they have a coach who has never been good defensively. They have a point guard who is not great defensively, they have a forward who can be uh, very good defensively, but do you want to drain that much out of KD playing like that, you know, uh, coming fresh off an injury? Do you want him playing like that to that level? He can't play that level. We absolutely know that. He's playing that level right now. Um, But do you want him doing that for another 55 games without the playoffs? Um. Harden plays absolutely no defense. The defensive anchor that they had, they traded. Uh, he had 16 rebounds last night uh, in like three blocks. So, what is the point? What is it worth? What is it worth gutting your team to have all these superstars that are not even complete players? You know, Kyrie, I think Kyrie is a bucket. I actually think Kyrie is one of the most underrated um, plays because he gets a lot of slander. Flat Earth, he should get a lot of slander. Jesus Christ, put a, put a pie in his face. Um, but Kyrie is an automatic bucket. He's unguardable. Hardness unguardable. But the difference between something like the LeBron Miami team is that they had tough defenders and they had seasoned role players on that team that was ready to step up. You had uh, Mike Miller that was on that team. You had Shane Battier that was on that team. Um, you had um, uh, Udonis Haslam. And I'm not saying Udonis Haslam is getting fucking double-doubles here. But the amount of toughness, the defense, the switching, he he, he easily did all that stuff. Uh, Birdman, they play had Birdman in that winning rings because Birdman fit his job. The Nets don't have any wings. They, they went and signed Jeff Green. They don't have any wings to sit there and play stout defense while these three dudes just get the cook. That's what it's really about. They have no size at all when DeAndre goes off the bench. And I'm not sure what happened to DeAndre. Um, but to be quite honest, it's been a while since those the lob days. Those lob days are like 2011. Let me repeat that. Those uh, lob days, it's like 2011. Uh, a big man like that, that could leap like that, in 19 years, going to lose some athleticism. Um, his his rebound is not the same. His defense is not the same. Um, I think his IQ is higher. Um, but I don't think IQ is going to cut it right now. Um, I think IQ would have cut it a lot more back then um, because they need another high IQ player besides uh, Chris Paul on the team. But right now, I think you need that athleticism. I think you need that freshness. I think Jared Allen and that hunger. I think Jared Allen was that hunger. I'd say DeAndre uh, Jordan's not a hungry player. I just think um, after 9, 10, 11 years in the league, it's a lot different from somebody 
uh, that's four or five years in the league and that is trying to earn their starting spot. Um, I think the hunger is a lot different with somebody that's trying to earn a starting spot and somebody who's already had it and uh, th- that seem pretty content in the fact that they're going to get their minutes um, no matter what. So, you know, I just think um, I just think it. I just think the people are making a lot of uh, brash and bold moves while really thinking. Like the the Toronto team was already a complete team. Siakam and Van Fleet and OG and Kyle Lowry and and Ibaka was there. And um, uh, they bought in Gasol too. Remember they bought in Gasol that year? They bought in a lot of defensive anchors and pieces. You had a complete team. The Lakers have a complete team right now. Not only do you have a LeBron AD... Excuse me. You have LeBron and AD, which are just elite players. Um, uh, AD is a defensive anchor. Like he's not having his greatest season this year, but he's still AD. He's still a you know he's still a defensive anchor in the middle. LeBron is always going to be LeBron. Like, and then you bring in um, who's who's their big? They they have Gasol coming up the bench. You have that IQ, and this is the part with IQ with Gasol. They need his IQ. They need a little bit more athleticism out of him. But they need his IQ, his ability to pass, his ability to see everything. Uh, when, every, you know, the doubles crashes down on him, he kicks it out. Kick it out to the open man. Kick it out to the open shooter. They have Schroeder. They have all of this. The Nets don't have none of this. They didn't even have this before the hard trade. You know, Dimwitty got hurt. They had Levert. They had Allen. Um, and I forgot about Harris, but Harris is not, you know, a lot of, He's a decent three-point shooter, but, you know, 12 and 13 points, I mean, that's not a big three. It's not a big four. He's he's not he, – he, I wouldn't even call him Kyle Culver because Kyle Culver is a lot more dangerous on a three. And even, Kyle, you know, Kyle Culver may get you nine points. But that's a it's a just a different type of nine points. You know, I always say that about Curry. You know, to me, the difference between Curry and Durant when it was on the floor is Durant's going to get you 28. Curry's going to get you 28. But the 28 just seemed different when Curry's hitting him than when Durant is hitting him. The when Durant is hitting him, it's like, oh, you know, it's Durant. He's shooting over a chair every time. He's getting that, he's getting it. No matter where you at on the court, he's icing you. Right? Curry 28 comes from fucking long threes. A long three, the slight flop with a four-point play. Like it, it's just a different feel. Um you know, I, I just don't see why these NBA teams um, are just pushing. Like, the Nets forced this thing. This Harden, Harden pushing out and the Nets pushing out all at the same time. And the trade, like, damn it, instantly happening. This is not like a, you know, this is purposely done. <laughs> I don't think this is, a, I don't think I'm shocking anybody here by saying that was, you know, purposely done. It was purposely put together. Harden acted out at the exact time. And then they made the trade within, like, a week. That trade was lingering in room for like two months. With the Mohaw and acted out, Mohaw and acted out. He even just disregarded his teammates. Like, and this is the this is the reason why I, you know, um, the the Rockets teammates have such a problem with him. It's not the fact, I, and you know, obviously I don't know this person. I'm not in the fucking locker room, but it doesn't look like. It's not the fact that he didn't want to play with them, right? I think if he'd had a sit down with them cats and he'd been like. I know y'all coming in. I know this y'all fresh start. But I done had enough of this motherfucker. And I'm ready to go. 
So it's nothing personal against y'all, but I got to bounce. I don't know if that conversation happened. I don't know if that conversation needs to happen with motherfuckers you don't even know, right? But it's a common it's a common courtesy in the, in the workplace, you know, when when things are going on. You, you kind of let your, your co-workers know, hey, this is this going on, but you shouldn't take it personal. It's not about you. It's about the fucking ownership, yada, yada, yada. I don't think that talk ever happened. Um, the way DeMarcus... Uh, the way John Wall and the way um, a lot of the team responded um, to Harden's words in the press conference is just not going to work out. It doesn't look like it's a conversation that ever came up before. And uh, and the fact that he said it wouldn't work out basketball-wise, um, let me know it doesn't look like a conversation that has ever uh, been had before between them as men, um, as, as stars. You know, John Wall's still a star player. Um Christian Wood, it, it just doesn't look like um, a, a conversation that they had. I think he may have had a conversation with the coach and ownership, GMs on, on getting up out of there. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, to be honest, you know, I mean, who, who gives a fuck what your coworkers think? You know, I, I understand that part, too. Uh, your business between uh, the management and, and yourself. Um, but it seems like in this type of uh, environment, um, when there's a little bit more player Player friendly, player owned. You know these guys would have a conversation like this. You know, I'm sure when Ka- when Kawhi got to Toronto, they had a conversation on uh, what they wanted to do to get their get their goal done, and um, they could have had exit conversations as well. Like, and I- I'm sure those guys understood. You know, so you know maybe Demarcus Cousins. I mean, he has an attitude all the time. He has that look on his face all the time, like he you know he wanted to fight, but nobody ever fights in the NBA. Um, and he he, he kind of has that demeanor all the time, so maybe I may be taking it a different way, but um, I just feel like they didn't have that exit conversation, um, and that's why that's why the Rockets are kind of playing with a trip a chip on the shoulder. That's why they have the number one defense since Harden left, and the Nets have the worst defense since Harden got there. Even though they were like bottom three already, Harden just kind of cut the bag open. Um, is there anything I want to discuss today? I just want to, I just want to get some frustration out. I just felt like, um, I don't know what this NBA season like. The the All Stars is gonna be different. Um, we we haven't seen any consistent games. Like Harden might go to the All Star game. He's been okay this year. Uh, I know LeBron and AD is gonna go just because of the the, the fan vote and stuff like this. KD should be able to go because of the fan vote. Um, but the I haven't really seen any like consistent play. To be very honest with you, um, I've seen because con- individual play. And that's what All Stars about. So Luca and of course Jokic and all these cats is going. But like Jokic's team is barely five hundred. Luca's team is not even five hundred. So you know it's because of training camps and a lot of things. You know I understand why you can why you count some stuff and you and you don't count some stuff. So I understand that. Um, but oh, and it was one more thing I wanted to discuss before we get up out of here. Actually, and this is gonna be a a, a big one eighty, three sixty, a five forty. No Tony Hawk here. I want to discuss two couple things. I gotta get get our uh, prop bets off too. Xbox, PlayStation. They got us again. Or they got y'all again. 
So these consoles released. And we're gonna get into my EA thing too. Um I kinda did I kinda just talked about why I got suspended. But I really got suspended for no reason. I didn't even at EA. Uh I didn't say anything crazy. And I just said I said Madden was fucking trash and EA is fucking trash. And that's gonna continue to be the same. And actually I should make sure to reiterate that on every on every single podcast I have because EA is a dog shit company and Madden is a dog shit franchise and the game is absolute. You got it right there. Dog shit. So Xbox and uh, PS5 uh, dropped last year. Release dates, let's just say November. I think it was. It could have been October. But let's just say November. There has been one. And let me count it out. One game released that is released for, that has been for next gen only. And that has been Cyberpunk. And the only reason it is next gen only. Because everybody found out the hallway. That it don't fucking work on PS4. And it don't fucking work on Xbox One. The previous generation's consoles. Right? So this is very confusing. Because this game was set to release in February. Last February. Last February. February of 2020. So that means. That they knew. When those fucking games was coming out last February. And then it got pushed back to April. They knew then. Then it got pushed to the summer. And then it got pushed all the way to I think October. And then it got went to December. It got pushed back several times. They knew then in February. That that game wouldn't play on the PS4 and the Xbox. They knew that last year. They knew it in April. Before the summer. They knew it in the summer. They knew it when the fucking game was released. That Cyberpunk would not play on older older uh console, older generations, right? And to be honest, I have no problem with that. If you fucking say it. So a lot of people spent a lot of money. A lot of people had to get refunds. That's why Sony took their game off of the store. You don't get your game taken out of the store unless you fucked up. When they say, oh, no, Sony refunded, Sony's like, wait, we got to refund this shit? Okay, if we got to refund it, your game is coming off the fucking system. If you look at Cyberpunk, it has been an absolute disaster. It is a masterpiece of a game when it's not glitchy. Fact is, is that a lot of people spend $70 for a game two months later that is still glitched up. Two months. The game people have been waiting on. Dog. You know. This game has been teased. Since 2012. Can you all. Can everybody. Please tell me. What the fuck you was doing in 2012. Because. Thinking about Cyberpunk. It's something most motherfuckers was doing in 2012. For like 360. 2012 was like Xbox 360. Xbox 360, son. That's when this shit was teased. It was teased to go with the release of last gen. So when the PS4s and all that shit came out, we thought it was going to come out with that. So there's only one game. That has been specifically catered to PS5 
and Xbox X, uh, Xbox Series X. And that was by accident. The consoles have been out for, let's say, three months, almost four. I need you to add Blizzard, EA, um, uh, 2K, whoever, uh, at every, where are the games, Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where are the games? Where are the fucking games? Where are the PS5 games? Where are the Xbox games at? Where are they? Are you still playing 2K? Are you still playing Madden? Are you still playing Call of Duty? Are you still playing uh, uh, Battlefield? Are you still playing Apex Legends? Are you still playing Fortnite? Because I got news for you. That's the games you was playing two fucking years ago. You were playing the same games. It is not about a new game coming out. A new version of an old game. It's about new IPs. It's about new products. It's about new video game systems coming out that are consistent and equivalent to the amount of brand new games that will come out for those individual consoles. Playing the same games on upgraded graphics means nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. Playing the same games on a new console means absolutely jack shit. It was a waste of four and five hundred dollars because there are no new games out. It is February. It's February again. And we have no exclusively catered to PS5 and Xbox Series X. It you're playing 2K. You're playing Madden. Don't don't. You playing 2K, you playing Madden, you playing Destiny. It's the same fucking games we've been playing, son. It's the same games. Where's Horizon 2? What are they waiting on? Is this the is this the pandemic thing? But the consoles is, you know, we throw y'all the consoles, but you know, we, let's wait on the games. What? So I want to end this fine podcast off. With two things. First off, you know, let's get to the well, the games. And number two, I want to get y'all my prop bets because you know it's been cash. C A. Shh. Portland, Washington. Um, as y'all know, Portland plays absolutely horrible defense. Um, as of right now, they are third to last in uh, opponent assists um so that means whenever an opponent play them they get a, a kajillion assists um and they are uh, also bad as far as scoring defense they're also bad as far as uh opponent rebounding they're one of the worst teams in other teams rebounding other teams assisting other teams scoring on them so my bet my prop bet is they're playing washington and you're playing against uh, a walking triple-double. So right now, Russell Westbrook, to even get eight assists, is minus 130. Eight assists for Russell, Russell Westbrook, when one of the worst defensive teams in the league, minus 130 is eight assists. Nine assists, 
Minus 114. I don't like none of those. You know what I like? I like 10 assists. Plus 114. So I have Russell Westbrook. Plus 114 for 10 assists. And also Westbrook for plus 102 for 10 rebounds. The points don't matter. I never go with Russell points because I never know what kind of points he get. Also rebounds is minus 182. And also rebounds, that's for 8. For 9, it's minus 110. So you can actually parlay 9 rebounds and 9 assists. And uh, let me show what that gets you. That's plus 259. That means if you bet $20 on that, you get $71. Just for thinking that Russ is going to have 9 rebounds and 9 assists against a team that's been rebounded the most uh, against... And assisted against the most. The top five worst in both of those categories. And you have a walking triple-double um, in Russell Westbrook. Those are my prop bets. Where are the games? Please, NFL teams, NBA teams, New Orleans Pelicans, get your shit together. Holla!